wait an extra couple se- Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> right, hello guys, and this is episode 10. Keep of it in, Project we're keeping Project it in. Podcast. It's your host Matt, back again for another wonderful pod, and as usual, I am joined by Jesters and the slightly less uh, Carlito. How, guys, how are you doing? I resent that. I resent that. I mean, you're, you're already drinking one alcoholic drink a, year, a week, so... You're lesser. Ah, I, I, I resent that. <laughs> I doubled up on him today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm too ahead to the good. <laughs> Sometimes you got to pay double for that cotton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how am I doing? Jeez. Uh, I, I mean, as, as, a, as a major defender of this manager, I'm just glad that uh, he got a little bit of a reprieve, right? I thought that we played really bad first half, pretty decent in the second half. But again, sometimes you just need wins. Sometimes it doesn't matter how you play. As much as I'm a purist and I care more about how we play than the result, sometimes you just need a W. And today, well, yesterday really, we needed a W. And we got one, courtesy of our brilliant winger slash creator slash attacking midfielder, Cole Palmer. And uh, we'll get into it, but... um, you know, a lot of interesting things happening with our team right now. Injuries, players going to come in, players going to come out. And I do want to talk about all of those things, but let's first focus on Sheffield. Three points is three points. This is England, uh, and sometimes you got to win that way. Exactly. I mean, as much as Sheffield are probably the worst team in the Premier League, I think there are no duds in this Premier League, uh, and you can be beaten by anybody. Um I think people were coming at me on Friday because I said Sheffield United, it's not it's not a walk in the park. They were no like, oh, of course it is. I was like, well, Tottenham were 1-0 down to them until the 89th minute. Um, all right, yes, they come back and won it, but for 89 minutes, they were 1-0 down um, to the worst team in the league. And this is the Tottenham that everyone's raving about. So just saying, um, but there you go. Uh, people are just over the top on Twitter, as usual, and as usual with Chelsea, over the top. Um, but Jester's, I mean, obviously got the win. Not overall the best performance, but when do we ever see a 90-minute good Chelsea performance? Well, it's been some time. I would have to say uh, years, been years, since we've seen a 90-minute, you know, just a, just a d- dismantling of a team from, from, from minute one to minute 90. Definitely didn't see it this weekend, but hey, right now you take what you can get, and uh, that's uh, something we need to build off it. Now, this win means nothing if we go out and um, blow our load early and and we don't do it against uh, Wolves. This this win win means nothing in the league, plus we have a game on Tuesday, which is a cup game, which we need to win as well. Because Newcastle, uh, they're, they're, they've lost, what, two more players maybe to di- this weekend. We need to be winning that, too. So you have to build upon this. So this is the beginning, cannot be the end, can't be just another uh, uh, piss in the wind. It has to be something you build upon. Uh, because there will become a point in time where there's not a whole lot left to build on. And you've got to have to build you have to, burn the platform down and rebuild it because there's nothing left or there's nothing that can be built. 
So they're going to have to get in gear and uh, put, you know, they're going to have to put it with string of wins together. And you're not going to convince me that uh, this manager isn't the big, the biggest problem until we start doing that. Because what what happened? What was the difference between the first and second half? Anybody? Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? Hey, he made one change. He just moved Raheem Sterling inside and put Cole Palmer on the right. Oh, he, played a, he played a 4-4-2. How did he play a 4-4-2? He played with two attackers. Yeah, he even, he even talked about it after the game. He switched the formation well, to 4-4-2. Well, all I know is Raheem Sterling went inside, Cole yes. Palmer went outside, and that changed things. Well, how, how did it take 45 minutes for you to figure that out? Sometimes it takes 45 minutes to figure it out. I Well, did you did you know it wasn't working halfway through the first half? I knew it wasn't working. Matt knew it wasn't working. Yeah, the, the, Hell, the, Johnny the, the blind knew it wasn't yeah. working. Dude, the, the blind man with the extra large headphones sitting in Matthew Harding knew it wasn't fucking working out. That's why you make adjustments at halftime. That's why there's halftime speeches. It's to make, make adjustments. It, why can't you make the adjustment on the fly? Why can't you go, hey, Raheem, inside, Cole, outside, let's go. That You could make that 15th minute. I think sometimes you just have to have the game stop, give yourself a couple of minutes before you talk to your team at halftime and say, okay, I think this is what we're going to do. We're going to do. And that, a lot of that may have to do with conferring with your assistant coaches and you don't want to do it during the game because the first half it was still tied. He had to have his maximum attention to the team. This is something that he probably talked with his assistants about right after the first half. Now what well, you're trying to do. No, no, I know what you're trying to do. What you're trying to do is consistently blame Pochettino for every little fuck up that he makes because I've seen your activity and we're going to talk about that too. Oh, bitch. All right. Uh, I've seen your fucking activity and everything that he does wrong. You maximize, heighten and exacerbate it. And I'm telling you halftime is for adjustments. Anyone that does it beforehand is just admitting that he was completely wrong to begin with. And I think he has too much. Oh, pride. there's I, the I, crux I, of it. He oh, did not want to admit he was like, wrong. So we go 45 minutes doing nothing because he doesn't want to admit he's so wrong. Did, so did, did he get it right on the adjustment? Oh, uh, yes, he did. He got know, it right on the adjustment. The players, not him. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. You're so mad we won. I know you are. Next topic, Matt Ball. I yeah. love it. I love that we won. I just, you know, dog chasing tail here, man. Yeah, dog yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Should should I should I get the popcorn ready for the rest of this podcast? I, I think you should. Fucking jabroni. This guy's older than everybody else. He should have more patience than everybody else. And yet he's the most impatient person on this podcast. Get the hell off my lawn, man. All right. <laughs> These clouds! These clouds are taking away my son! This guy. This fucking guy. Line up, Matt Ball. So, I mean, let, let's start with kind of starting lineup uh, and just people that weren't included and subsequently didn't actually play the game, which yeah. I was, this was the one bemusement I had of Pochettino, <laughs> if there was one. Um, Lavia, obviously, still not fit, apparently. Uh, yeah. Even though he's been training for about a month. Um, and Cuckoo, 
in the match day squad. It was the big thing we all wanted to hear. We thought, okay, match day squad probably going to be on the bench, considering how nursing Poch has been with them. Um, probably will get what 20, 30 minutes. Um, we go one new up. Game is effectively won because Sheffield United had nothing um, in terms of scoring. Um, perfect time to bring on uh, Christopher and Cuckoo. Um, but he was an unused sub, which defeats the point for me. Being in, if him being in a match day squad, you might as well just left him at home. Yeah. Um, can you guys understand that? Because for me, that just means he's not played any minutes, so he's not going to get as. If he got more minutes today, or more minutes the other day, uh, yesterday, I'd understand he'd then hopefully have more confidence to play him against Newcastle. But now you could think Newcastle. Is he now only going to play him 20, 30 minutes against Newcastle, which could be a difference between us getting to a semi-final of a cup or not getting to a semi-final of a cup? Um, just as I'll start with you. Well, again, he was only going to bring him on if we were chasing the game. If we needed a goal, uh, he would have brought him on. We didn't need a goal. He didn't bring him on. But what, my, my point of that, what, why, why would you bring someone on who you're not exactly – obviously not confident of fitness full fitness yet when we're chasing the game I don't because think that ha- yeah i don't think that has anything to do i don't think fitness had anything to do with it just the fact that you put him out there when you need him you just don't surely, put him out sure, there sure, just to put him out there surely because in if, the idea, but in the, okay. in the idea of future planning surely you'd want to sure. give at least some okay. minutes so we're we're up one nil sheffield united doesn't look like they can score in a million years because uh, they're a horrible ah. squad, and shame on the FA for allowing ah. them to be promoted with that squad, right? At least you should be able to to effectively play a game of football um, at both ends of the pitch. They can't. So shame on the FA on that. But let's let's get into this. You put him out there, you're up 1-0, games in hand. You're on the front foot trying to get a second. And... On some just some random challenge, he gets injured again. Well, then 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 they're gonna say, well, Potts, why why'd you have him out there in the first place? You didn't need him. So then then the whole narrative changes. So as a manager, you're either gonna and and you know I'm gonna say as a manager, I don't know, never been a manager of a professional football team, but I would think as a manager, if you're gonna take a risk on this this guy who's supposedly going to be the beacon of hope for the season, you're either going to bring him on when needed or start him from the beginning. Yeah, but arguably, if you've got your one of your most important games in midweek, surely you want to give some minutes under his belt. And arguably, I get I get the fact that he can, he, he can be tackled, but that's a risk that you have to, you, you take. Anyone can get tackled and get injured. Um, right. And it doesn't. I don't think it really matters too much whether we're cha- whether we're winning the game. And I argue, if well, we were chasing, I'd argue if we're chasing the game, then Cuckoo's more likely to be brought down and fouled because Sheffield but, United will be defended even more than they were anyway. And but so- again, we're talking about optics and PR here. Optics and PR. Hey, I needed to put our offensive juggernaut, our best offensive player, on the pitch. He was fit to be there. By the doctors, we were chasing the game. We needed to get these three points on the board. I brought him on. He got tackled. That's more defensible is, 
Well, we were one nil up. I just needed to get him on the pitch for minutes. Which one looks better? Which one's sellable to the masses? The stinky, smelly masses that we have to deal with on Twitter all every day. Yeah, but I mean, Chelsea. There is no PR battle that Chelsea are winning in the first place. I really don't think it would make much of a difference to. If he got injured and, and for nothing. For me, for me, it is what it is. I'd rather him be on the pitch than sit. Well, I don't, I don't see the point of a sixty million pound player sitting on the bench doing nothing. May I, I, mean, uh, may I interject? Please, please, manager. Okay, huh? okay. Um, number one. Hold on, let me fix my uh, headphones for this one because I'm gonna get saucy. Okay, number one. Lavia and Nkunku were rumored to be featured last time we played Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? This do do that Pochettino is doing with both the media and the fans is nothing short of fucking annoying. And I don't know why he feels the need to do this. Okay? What, do you think this is going to affect the prep for the other team? Oh, man, if the Cougars going to play, we got, we got to play this way against Chelsea. Not really. Not really. Is this some strategic advantage for you to tell everybody, oh, yeah, Cuckoo, yeah, yeah, could be playing, could be playing. That was like that was like five weeks ago. It was like, oh, yeah, Lavia and Cuckoo could be playing this weekend. And they haven't played once. Okay, if you're going to lie, all right. But then, then don't have this Cheshire Cat smile on your face and say, oh, no, but I'm really telling the truth. But am I? No, no, no. Fuck that shit. I'm so tired of it. I'm so tired of it. You're not clever enough. You're not interesting enough to continue to lie for five weeks about two players that you know you weren't going to play. So why even tease it? Okay? I don't, I don't think it's funny. I don't think it's cheeky. I'm just annoyed by it. And annoyed to the point where I don't watch his press conferences anymore. I don't really read the, the, the pregame news about who's available, who's not, because he's full of shit. I like the manager. I don't like this particular aspect of what he's been doing for the past two months. Just this part. Everything else I can understand, okay? If the players are not listening to him that's on the players who make five times as much in a week than the normal working class UK person makes in a year. And I'll say that again. A lot of the players on this team make five times in a week what a working class person in the UK makes in a year, in a year. These guys make four, five, six, seven times per week. Okay, that's a lot of money. So if you're not going to listen to your manager for that much money, then we do need to start talking about how much they make and how little they actually perform and do their job. Because it's, it's an irregular wage, and they're not being asked to do a whole lot other than to just do their job. But that's a conversation for another time. With this, with Nkunku, with Lavia, if they're ready, then fucking play them. Otherwise, don't. Because I'm tired of listening to you talk about them. I'm tired of listening to you say, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe. Si, si. Como se dice maybe in English? Hey, si, si. Okay? No, no, no. I don't want to hear it. You either fucking play them or you don't. But stop talking about them. And I would prefer that everybody stops asking about them because he's just going to fucking lie to you. Right? It's irritating to me that Nkuku didn't play. I don't care if we were down or I don't care if we were up. You give him 15 minutes. Or don't put him on the bench. Because if you put him on the bench, you were going to use him, and you didn't do it. That was a middle finger to the fans who haven't had a lot to celebrate lately. 
And I have been defending you this entire time, Pochettino. But for you to think that teasing is funny is ridiculous. People do it on the internet all the time. People, especially in their 20s, they think that like trolling and teasing and all this shit is funny. Man, I'm 35. I don't really have time to waste with that shit anymore. Either you do something or you don't do it. All right, in my professional life, I don't see this at all. I don't see any of this at all. It's either black or white. It's either this or that. Do this or don't do this. And yet he thinks it's clever to lie to the fan base and to lie to media. Okay? I get it. You don't have to disclose. Then just don't talk about the player. But if you're going to put him on your bench, then fucking play him. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't disagree with that too much at all. Um, I I'm heated today. I'm a hot tamale today, Matthew. I'm hot. Yeah, I mean, I, I think fans, no matter what, are going to moan about anything. Whatever Poch does, I mean, it's clear to keep seeing it every five minutes with most fans anyway um, on Twitter and even your match going fans, which shouldn't make much difference to Poch. If, if, if Poch is making decisions based off PR, that, that's a problem in itself. Yeah, but um, I'm not, I don't complain about a lot with this team. I don't. Like, I'm not the guy that has like a laundry list of complaints every single time we come on here. It's just, it's, most of the time, it's just Garner Gallagher, and that's basically it. But with this, we spend a lot of money on this player. We're not doing well. He's making a lot of money. That's what the money is for. He's a footballer. Let him football. He doesn't make this money for any other reason than to football. So if he's a footballer, he's ready to football, let him football. That's it. That's it. If he's good to go, play him. I don't care if it's five seconds. Play him. Well, let him football. That that is that is the quote we're going to finish on that topic because that is great quote. Just let let him cuckoo football, uh, Poch, right now. Um, I don't care. Play, play, play him on like a Monday night football friendly or something. Just get him some minutes under yeah, his belt. Yeah, it's, it's from the movie War Dogs. Dog, we're gun runners. Let's run some guns. All right, it's the same thing. They're footballers. Let them football. Come on. What are we doing here? Well, <laughs> we, what, one thing we can say, at least one player did make his debut to, uh, on Saturday. Uh, out of all the players that were about to make their debuts, potentially. Uh, Petrovic started okay. instead of Sanchez for being injured. Um, thanks for, uh, I think, the 29th, and f- 29th injury of the season. I think Cucurella was the 30th. Um, is what it is, just a Chelsea thing. Um, I mean, I don't. I, I, I see a lot of people going, "Oh, Petrovic is automatically better than Sanchez because he done. He got a clean sheet in the game." I was like, mm. "Yes, but he did. He could have been doing sit-ups for half the game, and it wouldn't have mattered." Sheffield United did not much. The bits yeah, dude, that, it was it was 80% possession in the first half. Man. The, the, the bits that the bit the bits that Petrovic did do did do were good, but. For me, not much of a judge, but um, you guys, you come from the MLS, so you you might be mm-hmm. better judges than me. I've not seen this guy before, so this is the first time I've ever seen him. Um, Kali, to start with you, what did you think of Petrovic's first minutes? Yeah, he um, in the MLS, he had he had two seasons of uh, twenty plus um, appearances, uh, but when he came to uh, Chelsea, it was after having sat out. Um, for two previous bids, right? So two previous bids came into his club and they rejected both of them. 
And so Petrovich is like, well, fuck this, all right? I'm going to sit out the first game, right? I'm going to sit out the first game because uh, he played for the Rev. He played for the Rev back uh, back east. And the Rev just said, you know, we're, we're, we're going to decline these offers. We want to keep you. Then Chelsea comes in with $12 million plus, And uh, they, they finally, it was a... It was a uh, an offer they couldn't refuse, right? Because that's a lot of money in the MLS. But he he was he was a really good player for two seasons for New England. Um, yeah, 21 appearances, 22 appearances in league, 23 and 25 respectively for all competitions. Um, one of the things he uh, he um, no other keeper had recorded an xGOT anything beyond 5.5 in his time frame. Uh, Petrovic had outperformed his expected goals on target. By 16.2 since he had joined the league. He was also the fastest player in MLS history to record five penalty saves. Um, yeah, I mean, his his start in particular last season, huge player. Huge player for a team that's not very good. Um, and so when he came into Chelsea, it was like, okay, okay, this guy's making a big jump. Even though he's played for the Serbian national team a couple times. He's 24, he's 6'4". Uh, and he's... Pretty rock solid. There's nothing spectacular about him outside of his PK save ratio, but he's very rock solid, and I think it was a really good buy. I mean, 12 million, fuck yeah. And uh, he was quiet, but quiet's good. Just just possess the ball, make saves if you have to, and uh, I don't want to see a lot of you because goalkeepers are not human beings. Oh, of course, I forgot. I forgot about Carlito's uh, love of goalkeepers. Um, I was I'm surprised I didn't hear that comment sooner. Um, Justice, what do you think of Petrovic's debut? I did I didn't see nothing. He didn't do anything, which is fine. <laughs> hey, you you want you want to you want to finish that drink first, Jared? No. Hey, bartender! <laughs> hey, bartender! I think Jared Barrett needs a refill. <laughs> oh. No, I was intentionally making doing that because I, I again. I know. I know. He did nothing because our our defense gave him nothing to do. So yeah, I mean, you're not gonna find out a, about a keeper until he has to do something that you don't expect him to do. Okay, that's it. That that's the difference between average keepers and great keepers is moments, what they do in certain moments. Yeah. So it, he had no moments really. Even the the one he dove and saved was not going to be on target. Yeah. He was just going to make. He was just making sure. Although one could say if he wanted to be an asshole, um, that by doing that and 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 allowing them a corner, you put the defense under more pressure. Mm. So well, you I could say you that. If, sure. Um, but again, he didn't do it. Have anything really to do which is fine if I don't ever have to talk about a keeper doing anything ever again. That means Chelsea's playing well. I don't care about the team. If we don't have to talk about the keeper, that means Chelsea's playing well. Uh, per Fabrizio Romano, Chelsea are not negotiating for Ramsdale. He's not on the shortlist for January as Chelsea is looking for other players in other positions. Yeah, his, his no, dad probably I, put I, that I, out yeah. there. I don't get this whole getting a new keeper thing we've just bought two goalkeepers we're not we're not you've getting you've got you've got you've got gab you've got gab selena on loan as well yeah um right. technically still contracted to us so right when you've got four <laughs> goalkeepers what's the point of going for a fifth and we we're actually not. have three we're, we're three or four deep right now 
We've yeah. got Sanchez Petrovich. We've got um, what's his name? I'll Gilly tell you. English. Okay, Sanchez, Marcus Bettinelli. Yeah. Petrovich, oh Lucas Bergstrom, who's like the, right, who's like eight feet tall. Right, uh, so there's four right there. Yeah, and you got uh, Eddie Beach as well. We got we got Teddy Curd, we got Teddy Sharman Low, Gabriel Sonina, uh, Beach. I mean, bro, it's a we lot got of goalies. Go- we got a lot of goalkeepers, and and yeah. again, get if your defense is playing well, your offense is playing well, your midfield is playing well. You shouldn't really need – you just need a goalkeeper for the moments. And, look, Edward oh Mendy got us to a UCL title because of moments. Yeah. He wasn't a great goalkeeper. He had fundamental flaws. That's why he's no longer with us. And I don't even know if he's starting for the team we sold him to in, in Saudi Arabia because he was pretty awful there. Yeah, I t- couldn't tell you. I, I haven't watched any of the Al games. None of them. No, no, me neither. So I couldn't tell you. I know they did show that he still can't play the ball out of the back. <laughs> so something should never change. <laughs> again, he had fundamental flaws, but for the moments in those moments, he he got us to a UCL title. Yeah. So keep you know again, you can win a use a, a title. You can win cups with a, 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 an average goalkeeper. But an average goalkeeper throughout a season might cost you enough points for you not to win the league. So, yes, for the league, you probably have to have what I would consider a, an above-average keeper. I do think Sanchez is an above-average keeper. Yeah. Well, let's let's start with the other portions of this lineup. I mean, one of the big omissions was Enzo and uh, – <laughs> I, I love this. I love this about because people really show their ass and uh, they think they're clever. They think they're being clandestine, but they're not. They're they're not. They're not being subtle. You got guys like Alex Goldberg saying, oh, yeah, Enzo's been rested. He's been rested. So people saying I'm glad Enzo's being rested. That is code. That is code for I want Enzo to be benched. But I don't have the balls to say I want Enzo to be benched. And all those jabronis, they're saying, oh, yeah, glad Enzo's getting a rest. He's getting rested. Rested? We haven't played in a week. What are you talking about rested? The last game we played was last Sunday. That's a lot of rest. We had no games midweek. How much rest do you think these guys need? Do you think they need to go on a sabbatical for two weeks and, and, and heal their body? Going to cryo chambers? No. He's 21 years old, 22 years old. Rested. Get out of here. I know what you're telling me, but actually say it. Instead of just saying, oh, man, I'm glad he's rested. No, no, that's code. No, what you're really saying is Enzo's been playing like shit, and he doesn't deserve to start. Which, by the way, that's a fair argument. Enzo has been playing kind of subpar. On some games, he's been playing like shit. Against United, he played like shit. All right, say it's okay to bench him. I will. It was okay to bench him. No problem. All right, maybe he'll learn from it. Maybe he'll learn that he that, that nobody on this team is the golden boy outside of Cole Palmer, who was also benched two weeks ago. Okay, no, well, and, that, anybody that, can that, get it. That was a knock. 
I don't I don't trust that at all. I don't trust I don't trust that uh, reporting at all. I think that that is Maurizio's code for I'm going to be kind to this player in the media and just say he has a knock when really I'm benching him. Now, Enzo was benched. It's fine. And he'll learn from it. Next time, he'll put a maximum effort into a big game instead of walking around thinking that he can coast through a United midfield that is horrendous. Yeah. Uh, I'd argue, actually, probably missed Enzo a little bit in the first half. because Sure, sure. While we dominated, there was no creativity in that midfield because Gallagher just runs around uh, getting kilometres for his stats. And then, like I said, I was as good of a defensive midfielder he is it's creativity is not his high point so i don't expect him yeah, to be which nobody expects to do by the way he had a good game caicedo had a good game oh, caicedo that is that is why we signed caicedo and that's why oh, yeah. we he was a lot really good i want to see that it doesn't have to be every bloody week because a player can have an off day i'd just like to see that more often than not please but like matt you you heard he had an interview this week right and even he was going through, he's like, yeah, I know I've been playing up to my standard. He's like, I, I, but I like that. I like a player that's not willing to point the fingers yeah. at anybody else but himself. And he's I like, like, you know, I haven't been playing well, but at the same time, like, I don't expect him to, to get goals. I don't expect him to get really assists, but I do expect performances like that. And I, again, he did stand out. I would put a caveat on that. I like, I like it when a player does that yeah. the first time. When they consistently say that, I'm kind of like, oh, you just doing that again? Don't want to use the word PR, but it is PR eventually. Sure. When you get, we, we want eventually you do want action on the pitch. It's when you get these players that come out and apologise on Instagram after every game. Oh, ask me. Gotcha. I don't want to hear these apologies. <laughs> uh, just play the fucking game. Yeah. Win. But um, yeah, I mean, Casado had a great game. Um, considering he had a partner next to him that he's not the best at best that far back. Um, but actually Gallagher didn't have a dreadful game either. He was fine. He was fine. He was fine. He He existed. He was taking up oxygen. Um, Speaking of Gallagher, because obviously that is on the list of topics, news come out that he could be sold despite being on good form. Um, I'm assuming both you and Carlito and Jesters, that's music to your ears. Um, That's good form? I hear little... I hear little cries in the background from certain people as well. Um, Carlito, I mean, we kind of expected this, but you happy about this? Or was that a silly question? I've been saying this for two years, and I'll say it again. If anybody is curious about what Chelsea might or might not do, just ask me. I have a pretty good understanding of what this football club is doing. Do I know exactly? No. No, but, but I can gauge it. I know what they're doing. Because two of the players, one that could play D-mid and uh, more of like a, uh, a comprehensive midfield position, and then another that could play attacking mid and forward, both of them have not played for this team yet. And then the other one, who started off really well, also blew out his knee. Not a complete tear, but he also had surgery in Chukameka. Gallagher is getting all these opportunities because three players that would play over him have not played yet. So, you know, the, the people that bought these players, the people that bought Carney, the people that bought Nkunku, the people that bought Romeo Lavia, people that bought Andre Santos, they're saying, oh, yeah, Conor Gallagher, he's done, he's done fine. But as soon as these players step in and they get fit again, 
they'll be way better than Chelsea. And then we'll see where we really should have been had these players been healthy. But since Conor Gallagher has been the main constant variable in a sea of craziness over the past four months and looking at where we're at, considering that our midfielders get the ball more than anybody else. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty indicative of uh, how bad he really is. And so when you look at what's going to happen in January, they say, okay, this guy has improved his reputation, has definitely improved his valuation, doesn't want to sign a seven-year deal, and is wanted by, I'd say, five or six Premier League teams that are willing to pay an amount that we deem fair or even more than fair. Yeah, this is easy. This is an extremely high-value asset that is more value to us as a sell than as a keep because we don't need him as a player. We certainly need him as a sellable asset. We can get 50 plus million for him. That is pure profit, beautiful. And we can interject it right into our balance sheet immediately. All right. As revenue. Okay. We don't have to spread it out. It's an immediate injection of capital and we can use it to balance our books and to buy the two players that we absolutely need in January that we'll talk about in a minute. Yes, uh, definitely. I think um, I think there's enough player, there's enough people that want him. And oh, yeah. I think if if your intention was always to sell him, I don't see. I get that. I, I get that if he, if he had played absolutely unbelievable, then of course you can change your mind. Yes, but of course. I've always, I've always said that the fact that we apparently rely on Gallagher at the moment is detrimental of how bad some of these players are playing. Um, but that doesn't mean we have to keep Gallagher. It's like saying like, Scott McTominay scores these odd goals for Man United, uh, particularly against Chelsea, apparently. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Um, but that, does that mean he's a good player? Hell no. Does that mean he's starter for Manchester United? No fucking way. He's shy. Just, just bro- broken clocks can... Broken clocks are always right twice a day. Um, and unfortunately, I think it's it with the fact that you are getting pure profit from Gola Gallagher, with the fact that you've got quite a lot of midfielders at this club already, um, that you've, you've arguably bought, and you're arguably looking at now more 17-year-old midfielders, um, which is getting a bit ridiculous now. Um, but um, And there's talks of people want to bring Polina in, who... I think would be interested in Gallagher the other way. So potential, we could potentially work on that. But um, yeah, I think it, it's if, if you're not signing a contract, it's time to go. Matson, same argument for me. If you once you hit two years, it's you sign a contract or you're going on the transfer list. Don't care who you are. Yep. Um, does it? I can I can kind of understand maybe not wanting seven year deals, but I'm sure the owners would lower the eight i'm sure that's not the main sticking point i think that's just one of a few um i imagine playing time is probably the one that is the real sticking point um but we we will see how how it goes um and hopefully we can set up we'll, we'll get on to kind of who what we're going to do in january in a little bit but we've obviously sure, got sure. still a few players to talk about who are fantastic and why not just talk about the man who is Probably the best signing so far this summer um, in terms of actual playing time. Mm. And that is Cole Palmer, who I'm going to say Carlito didn't want in the summer. So hated we, him. We, we can. Uh, I just want to remind that to Carlito again. 
Um, oh, yeah. So, so he, he, doesn't, know, so he, he doesn't know everything. He's not 100% right. Nope. No, no, uh, I, said, I said Cole Palmer was trash. Trash. You happy to yeah. be wrong? Oh, of course. Of course. I don't bet a thousand. I just bet more than everybody else. But I don't bet a thousand. Absolutely not. Oh, yeah. I said Cole Palmer stinks in the community shield. He's an awesome player. Awesome. But he's also been given a lot of opportunities. But my goodness, did he take him, huh? Yeah. I mean, there's one player that I can say this season can probably hold his head at least above ground. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I I don't know whether I can say held high yet because I don't think anyone can really <laughs> say that this season. But at least he can put his head above brown, uh, above ground without getting shot in the head. Because um, most of the other players, I kind of wish we could do that right now. Um, but colleagues, how, how did you think Cole Palmer did in that game? Um, uh, I, think, I think with everybody else, first half everybody was feeling each other out. Sometimes that happens. It's not just in in uh football i mean i mean that can happen in the nfl that can happen in in boxing definitely definitely in boxing you know first couple rounds you know both fighters sort of feeling themselves feeling each other out seeing what's working what's not who's getting tired who's not and one of the things is that we knew sheffield would get gassed um but second half is really what i like to speak on uh we went from a four two three one with cole palmer playing attacking mid he was okay uh, we switched to a 4-4-2 with two true wings, uh, Sterling and Jackson playing striker, Sterling checking in, Jackson playing higher. Uh, so it is a different formation. And Cole Palmer was absolutely excellent. But a lot of that had to do with us finding him. You know, DeSassi prioritized finding him. Badi Ashile, Caicedo prioritized finding Palmer. You know, even even Gallagher, when, when he would win the ball and we would go counter, his first option was always Palmer. A lot of that was because he got himself really open. So as he would recognize we're winning the ball, we're transitioning, Palmer would always get really wide and open himself up to a pass um, and an advantageous opportunity with the first touch. And, you know, every time it seemed to hit, uh, he was dangerous every single time. You know, like Walter White, I am the danger. I'm the one who knocks. Palmer was extremely dangerous. As soon as he went out wide, uh, I loved it. I was texting Paul the whole time, texting my dad and my brother. I'm like, man, Cole Palmer, Cole Palmer, he's balling. And, uh, yeah, he really was. He's, he's an exciting player. He's a unique player. Uh, there's a lot of Riyad Mahrez in his game. Uh, I've noticed because Mahrez would always do the uh, the scissors to the left, then step on top of the ball, rip it back to his right foot, and either shoot or cross. Palmer does that. He learned that from Riyad Mahrez, who I consider to be one of the players of the last decade. Uh, you know, Palmer's a bigger guy, right? But Mares, the feet, the movement, the way that they attack the left outside back, they do it in a similar fashion. Although I, I eventually think Palmer might be the bigger player when their careers are done. But he learned a lot from Mares, and you know, he was he was doing some Mares movements. So no, I was I was extremely pleased. Plus that second goal, a lot of players would have just thought that 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 play was over, and Palmer had. The nous, he had the intelligence to just whip that ball across the box, you know, inch perfect, right to Jackson, who scored the easiest goal in the history of the Premier League. Uh, really, really fun performance. Great goal in and of himself. Playing that ball to uh, Raz, who then brings it out wide. And, you know, he, that was a very Man City goal. It was just a cutback, one-timer, Phil Foden style. Again, another Man City reference. But, yeah, 
I mean, there was a lot of Man City in him today, and I loved it. Yeah, I mean, Jester's is he is is Carl Palmer almost becoming the linchpin in this side now? Uh, it's another good performance. Obviously, he's not been good every single week, but from a player of his age, I don't expect him to be fantastic every week, uh, especially since he was not, as far as I'm aware, not meant to be the the uh, star in man in this formation and in this role. Um, what did you think overall? It's kind of uh, weird to me to to learn that uh, my esteemed guest was not a, a Cole Palmer fan since he's He's very, very familiar and, and enjoys his relative Rosie a lot. I'm just uh, astounded by that revelation, but relative. Oh well. I don't. I don't get that reference. It, oh, okay. Well, what would Rosie's uh, last name be? I don't know. You got me. <laughs> would, that, would that be Rosie Palmer? Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is uh, uh, wow, Matt. That counts as two. <laughs> that does that, that count as two. Oh my lord! All right. Oh. So uh, yeah, Cole, he he's better wide right now. I'm telling you right now, he's better on the right hand side. Are he's you better- talking about the child murder? Oh no, Jared. Oh no! What are you talking about? <laughs> the murder, the murder of Rosie Palmer, a three-year-old in County Durham, England, in 1994. <laughs> what? You know that, you goofball? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell, that, dude? That, that's because I was doing Ouija board earlier, and that Matt, came up. Matt. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. What, what's that? What's that movie with the Ouija board? Um. Oh. Damien oh, Bradley. Damien Bradley. Remember that movie? Who is Damien Bradley? I go for a jerk-off joke, and he, he, no. he, he, he yeah. brings Satanism in. No, no, no. It's, I think it's called Only You with uh, with uh, Robert Downey Jr. This guy. Damien Bradley. Yeah, Ouija board. Yeah. They, yeah, they looked on a Ouija board, and it said, you will fall in love with Damien Bradley. And uh, Okay, yeah. Yeah, you're an idiot, Jared. You're an idiot. Let's move on. Yes, let's, let's move on before we have anything else that we potentially... I mean, my God, up. what's next? What's next? Good Lord. Um, yeah, I, I mean... I, I, I get like, your joke, Jared, but jeez, Louise on skis. <sighs> to add to Jared's point, I, I do agree that I think Palmer eventually, once some cuckoo comes in, will be probably wide right. And Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm very stuck between are we going to go 4-3-3 or are we going to go 4-2-3-1? Yeah. Um, if well, we go four three one, he'll be a center. If it's four three three, he'll be left. Sure. Look, if if you if the formations are not that different, okay, they're really not. Pet plays basically when when De Bruyne's um, fit, he plays a four three three, but De Bruyne plays more like a ten out of the four three three. So it's all, not only the formation, but it's how you ask each player to play it. So, yes, but I, I don't I don't see Nkuku being one of them players that would drop no. back into the midfield of four three three. So I think if he's playing in that attacking midfield, it's quite more rigid four two three one. Well, what you would do is get ahead with the four four two three one and then transition to the four three three because it gives you more control in the game. So you'd play both of them just by making a singular substitution. 
of whoever's playing the tent, whoever you want to bring out of, of the attacking four, and, and then bring on like a Lavia to play the four three three, and you'd have more control in the game once you got ahead. That would be the ultimate plan, I would think. And then, so it would depending on who's playing well on the, well and who's playing subpar that you would yank off. Because the great thing is, if you're talking about a front three of of Sterling, um, Nkunku, Jackson, and Palmer, or you or Mudrick, substitute Mudrick in there, they can almost play each position. So it doesn't matter. You just take off who's playing the worst of the lot, and then you would sub on a, a Lavia in this place to, to get, you know, just to see out the game. So you play both of, of, of those formations in each game. I would think you would, but who knows? I don't get paid to, to do those things. Yeah, I mean, we could yeah, ask the coach himself, Carlito, to veto or, or agree with that. Uh, with what? With, with uh, the difference between a four-two-three-one and a four-three-three? Uh, I mean, it's it's exploiting spaces between the center back and outside back. So if you have one attacking midfielder and you're playing against a team that has one D mid, uh, the D mid is, uh, although he does have his hands full because that's a wide wide berth, you know, uh, across the back line where the guy could operate. Uh, it's only one player, right? Whereas if you have two players playing in front of your D mid. So two attacking mids, whatever you want to call it. Um, the D mid sole D mid on the other team is never going to be able to split them. And then whichever guy is free, that other guy is going to be attacking with the ball, the space between the center back and the outside back. And that'll leave for opportunities for your forward and for your wing. Um, so yeah, but the thing about the four, two, three, one that a lot of coaches like is that it's defensively really sound, because you're playing with two holding mids and one attacking mid, your holding mids are providing a lot of cover, not just for the center backs, but the outside backs as well, if the outside back wants to push up. So, you know, if an outside back pushes up, one of the holding mids shifts over into that position. Uh, so there's just way, there's way more defensive balance if you're playing two D mids. But if you play one D mid, you're definitely looking for a more attacking formation. Fair enough. That, that, is, that is inside knowledge from the coach of the podcast right there. Um, Bam. No, I played. Hey, I played both these formations, man. I didn't play three at the back. I didn't do any of that shit. It was either four three three or a four two three one all the time. Bit more, bit more European Dutch though. I like it. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, no pod will bring on a consistent guest that is a coach and knows these things. So make sure Ooh, continue do, do, to watch. Not just for that, just to watch. I, I would like to say that those two things are not mutually exclusive. Being a coach and knowing things. No. Yeah. no I, uh, <laughs> Uh, the second one is 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 a little bit uh, sketchy on Carlitos' part. But we won't get into it too much. We we we, um, we certified that he's a badge coach by by FIFA. I mean, the, the, <laughs> my my U.S. <laughs> national license expires when I die. She has a bit of banter. Let's talk about the final player that Carlito wanted us to talk about, Benoit Badiashile, who I think oh. is one of our, our best defenders yeah. uh, in general. Um, Carlito, I'll let you start. I mean, Badashil, he's come under some weird criticism over the last few weeks. I don't know why. Uh, he had one bad game against Newcastle. There was just some part of Twitter that just decides, oh, well, let's sell him to AC Milan or whatever it was. <laughs> oh, my God. It's Makes me, point. like, kind of cry. I mean, there's enough Chelsea players at AC Milan. I don't want to give him another one uh, if we don't have to. 
Matt, I think that there's a sickness within this fan base. Whenever a player gets injured, they want to sell him. Reese James gets injured, they want to sell him. Marco Correa gets injured, they want to sell him. Wesley Fafana gets injured, they want to sell him. Right? I mean, it, it, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, Batty Shield, he's is he is he still 21, 22 years old. I've never seen someone that young be that big. Like he is enormous. You know who he looks like? He looks like Dwight Howard when Dwight Howard played for the Orlando Magic. Right? Then Howard had come just out of high school, straight into the NBA. Now Howard's a little taller, obviously, six ten, but his shoulders were the size of two people. And and I, when I look at Batty Shield, it's the same thing. Like I can't imagine what I mean. He's, he must be wearing a triple XL jersey just to fit the shoulders. Like it's it's insane how big he is, how wide he is. And on top of that, his skill is outrageous. I saw a ball was in the air. And coming down, and he was being marked by somebody, and he backheels it over the forward. The forward doesn't know where the ball goes, and then he settles it once it comes down to the ground after the backheel, and then passes it right to one of our midfielders. I was like, holy shit, did I just see that? Batty Shield's got a great touch. He's big, he's athletic, he's fast, he's unbelievable in the air, and his passing ability is really, really strong. You could just tell when he winds up for a, a ball that's on the ground – but is looking to go about 50 yards. He really whips it. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he completed like 126 passes in the game, which is, I think, even higher than anything Jorginho did. So, I mean, it's a lot of passes. And he's he's very concise. He's just he's a great defender. And I think he is our best defender, him and maybe Fofana. But Batty Shield, obviously, he's playing. Fofana's not. This is going to be a guy that's going to be here for a while. Again, this is why I say the fans are morons. They're fickle. They're irrational, um, inconsistent. And most of all, uh, I mean, what's another word for volatile? They're, uh, what's that word, Matt? Uh, reactionary. They're very reactionary. One bad thing happens, and, and, and they want uh, the most dramatic end of the spectrum thing as a result. It's, it's insane. I love the player. He's going to be here a while, and to th- to think that we would sell him is uh, is crazy. Yeah, I mean, fans are just reactionary, stupid. Uh, Fan- should... Fanatic. Oh my god! I mean, that, that's your that's your one. Uh, you're not getting any more of that. Um, Fanatic. <laughs> just just as um, first of all, us how bad that uh, joke was from Carlito, and then second, what do you think about Ishile overall and the idiot rumors of him going. Yeah, I would say bad on both points. Um, the rumors, well, the rumors are this. Um, we have a common player that could take his place. That is half the player, but he was at Cobham. So he needs to play. That is all that's about. That's all any of it is about. BB is our best defender, been our best defender. He's played with Thiago Silva. He's played with Dasasi. He's played with Fafana because, oh, guess what? They've been in the French system together. So they played games together. Can any of our other center backs besides Dasasi probably say that they've played with more than one of our contracted center backs? No. no. But, but he has to go because. 
there's a left-footed center back that came through Cobham that's English. That's, you know, horrible, but he's Cobham. <laughs> he's freaking awful. He has been responsible for five out of the last six goals that, that has been scored against us. He has been the dude that's gone missing in those. But we've got to keep this kid. Sell him to United for 50 million pounds in January. You can get 50 million for him. Talk about Connor Gallagher. You can get 50 M's for that dude. Yeah, we're not going to sell Colwell, though, man. I don't think that's happening. Hey, we should. Yeah, we're because not Benoit, going to. Benoit Badiashil, that's his position. Yeah. You better, you better dress in full armor if you're coming for his position because well, he ain't going to give it up. Colwell was also interviewed – or at least he quotes are coming out today that he's like, yeah, I'm learning a new position and I think it'll help me in the long run, which I agree with him, by the way, if you can play two positions, it'll give you more of an opportunity to play because everybody on this team seems to get injured all the time. So that actually, it is smart for Colwell to say that he's open to both left back and center back because then he'll, he'll get time and he is getting time. So there you go. But yeah, I mean, if, if everybody's healthy, I think everybody would agree it's Fofana and Batty Shield, but that remains to wow. be seen. I, 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 we've still got to see if Fofana does come back exactly the same as before. That, yeah, that, it remains to be yeah. seen. It remains to be yeah, seen. Yeah, but that is, that is that is my worry because I, I, I feel like as, as I believe in Fofana and as, as you said, pre-injury, both of them are the best centre backs. But yeah, Fofana's had a lot of injuries that are serious in recent in recent years and that. All right, one, one you can get back with quite easy, and obviously the leg, the leg break, it's not one of them ones that's going to affect you anywhere near as much. But I'm just a little bit worried that he doesn't come back the same, um, and that's where I think Chelsea are still open at looking to get more centre backs, just in case a final isn't comes back, and isn't it anymore, or isn't at, at the level they want him to be. Chelsea will always look for new players, Paul or Paul Matt. I'm talking to you the way I talk to Paul because you guys are both rational human beings. Uh, Matt, they will always be looking for new players. One of the things that I think will open up the opportunity for a fifth center back is that it looks like Silva's not going to be retained. And it looks like Chalo Buttcheeks is certainly gone. Whether it's now or later, it doesn't matter. He is gone, baby, gone. And so with four center backs and with our injury history – they probably will sign a fifth. I don't think it'll be a starter because we have starters, but it'll definitely I'd, be. I'd like, I'd like a bit more experienced option there in there as well. Anyway. Ah, yeah, the guy from uh, the guy from Wolves, uh, Max is his name. Max. He's he's okay. Yeah, I mean, I'd like. I I mean, I'd still be open to signing Lewis Dunk. I'm not even kidding. Oh, I, 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 I'm not. If it, yeah, if it's not, it's, 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 I wouldn't want Lewis Dunk starting for Chelsea. But was no. I mean, even, there was there was there was even one. You've got um, Hermoso from Atletico Madrid. He's free in the summer. Yeah. I yeah. wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would snap that up as a as a full fifth choice option. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hundred um, percent. Someone like I mean, like not Johnny Evans, but what he's doing for United. He's actually playing pretty well. Uh, what he's doing for United is what I'm talking about. Uh, as you know, as a center back for us, like Max, his name's Max Kilman for Wolves. He's not yeah. too old. He's 26, but um, he uh, 
he's also their captain. He'd be pretty expensive, but yeah, just a, a really rock solid defender, sort of like Desassi. Desassi's a rock solid defender. That's what I, that's why I think like, even if, if if funds are, I wouldn't say short, but if if financial fair play, we're not able to raise as much money as we can, and the striker is going to be the money we blow out on. I do not mind Hermoso from Atletico Madrid at all if he's on a free. No, I agree with and you. I don't think I don't think there's going to be that competition for him either. FFP is not a concern, by the way. Just you, you don't have to worry about FFP. This the, the club has been managed spectacularly. Um, we got these contracts. Everybody, again, I've, I've still seen some people whine and, and bitch and moan about these eight-year contracts. Oh, we can't move these players to the eight years. Stop. Shut up. Because when you move a player, it's not like they 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 continue on the contract that you have them on. They renegotiate the contract. Often. Okay. Yeah. And so that's just a dumb argument. Look. Well, I, I think it's I think it's more if we don't if we don't get any Europe again and we're not getting it's more than the, the the prize money revenue we're not we're not getting it. Yeah. Because yeah, at the moment, to be in the Champions League or any European competition next season is going to be worth a lot more. This, this myth about Champions League money is just that myth. Hold on. No, no, no. I'm pushing back on this because you're wrong. Yeah. Okay, how much, money wrong. Do you, how much money do you get? I know how much you get. Okay, how much money do you get? Please, so if you us. win, and I'm not talking about extra gate. I'm not talking about... Uh, the extra amount that you'll be able to sell for your broadcast for the games. I'm talking about just revenue. You get about a hundred million if you win it. Okay. You get about a hundred million. Okay. And then there's all this other stuff that uh, Chelsea, from their marketing department, incorporates. Gate revenue, you're probably looking at around five to seven million per game. Uh, that's a lot. We average about three million per game gate revenue. That's food. That's uh, seats and that's merch so but champions league game they will obviously price gouge uh yeah i mean you're looking at five to seven mil per game um so you you have to incorporate all of that on top of the fact that you probably you win about 100 million so no 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 jared you're wrong on this one okay. flat out so prize money ain't what you think it is it's your te- television revenue that you get that big chunk of money that Premier League gets, and it's player sales is where you get your most money. Okay, because so this is where okay this is we, 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 don't, we don't we don't get Europe. We sell three players and make 150 million. Which three though? For 150, that's a lot. So if you look yeah, at the okay. way that prize, if you look at the way that Chelsea earns their revenue, TV's about 40 percent, sponsorships about 40 percent, then gate is about 20%. That's and that's it. That's that's the breakdown more or less. Uh you know, you add Champions League into that. There you go. A lot of that's TV, some of it's merch, some of it's just winning. Prize money is winning, right? But if if you looked at just the way that Chelsea operates domestically, it's about 40 40 20. I don't disagree with any of that, but in the short term, if you miss Europe for a couple of years, you can be okay because number one, we're not an indebted club. We had zero debt. We have signed properly. 
those, you know, all these big hundred million dollar contracts that everybody's talking about. I'm going to say dollars because pounds, we, we talk about weight. So we're going to say dollars. Uh, they're, they're on eight year contracts. So their, their amortization is. Amortization. Yes, that word too. It's <laughs> been strung along. I, so it doesn't, it's not a huge hit every year. So we can we can be out of Europe next year. The year after, we need to be back in Europe. Jared, I don't think Matt's getting at that. I think Matt's talking about players being willing to sign for us if we continue oh. to be out of Europe. Yeah, uh, right. I'm 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 talking I'm talking about a bit of both. Okay, go ahead. Because I, I I do think as you said, players wanting because I, I think you can be out of one year of Europe and go, hey, we've got this plan to get him back into Europe. Are you with us? Most of them will probably say yes. Hold on, define Europe first. Either. I mean, for me, I, for me, I don't give a shit what Europe is. Okay, I mean, so any- so we can win the FA Cup and be in in Europa League, and you'd be fine. Oh, well, we. I, do, I do not care. I I, I mean, okay. I said I said to a few guys already. I said I I I'm I, the, me looking at the Carabao Cup. I don't care about the trophy. I just care that that's a Conference League qualification. FA Cup. All I look and see is Europa League qualification. I, okay. all, all I want is the, I don't care what Europe we're in, um, but um, I just want to be in any Europe because at least that gives us a standing point of we can first of all sign players like Oshiman who could have multiple clubs coming after him in the summer, especially if his release clause isn't as expensive as it is now, um, and we can it's a bit more attainable for more clubs than just Chelsea and City, um, but also you've got the fact of you can't continue to, and again, it, not, it might not necessarily hit us next season, but there will be that contingency plan of, well, if we don't make Europe next season, and that will probably go into the, the effect of transfer signings for this summer, because these owners don't want to, we've already got enough potential worry of potential charges coming down the road. I don't think we want any more. We've seen what they've done with Everton, with charges, in terms of financial fair play. I don't think the club, I don't think the owners want to be deducting ten points solely because of them. I think it's one thing of past Roman Abramovich problems that they get deducted points. They don't. Really, I think they don't really care about that in terms of them being. Uh, I think actually that works well, a little bit in their benefit because it might go and say, well, we're not that bad um, at the moment. But <laughs> if if they start finance, I think they will be a little bit more worried about financial. That's why they've. Even though they're saying they give Poch in time, there is a lot of this hindrance of they're worried about not being in Europe next season. I think that is the worry. I, I, if we're not in Europe, I don't think we get Oshiman. And if we don't get someone like Oshiman, I don't think we fix the bad problems we have, realistically, bar a risk of going for someone like Sesco, who is not much different from Jackson in terms of level, in terms of experience and quality. Um because there's not really many strikers out there available, um, full stop. Um, but we'll see how it goes. I mean, that's a whole half season away, so we don't have to worry about that now. Um, before we finish up, Carlito does want to do a little bit of a, a buy-sell loan, and I'm going to smartly get Carlito's tweet up as well, because ah. why not? Why not if you did do one? Uh, so, guys, check out Blue Co Project Podcast uh, Twitter page. Because Carlito, he does put some 
absolute rubbish up there, but <laughs> there, 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 there is at least a little bit of a, a good sense uh, in there. Um, and, I, and I'll finish up the game by just saying we won, got three points. Congratulations to Cole Palmer. Moving on. Exactly. True. Um, so Carlitos, well, the Blue Coat Projects buy, sell, and loans. Sell Gallagher, Chalabar, Matson, Brozier. Uh, buy. Oh, you put Victor. Go- oh, Carly. Gilkerish. Gilkerish. No, no. no yeah, no. baby. Yeah. Stop, stop it. Stop it. And then Alisa. Yes. All she wants to save is fucking good hair. Um, and then loans. Andre new loan. Madawaki loan out. And Joe Gabriel loan cancel. Interesting. Um, Jesters, I'll let you. First of all, answer what Carl, uh, what Carlito's done. Do you agree with any of that, or what would you change? I, I don't mind uh, Georgis. I was I've been going through the stats um, because I haven't seen the player play, so that's the only thing I have to judge him on, and awesome. what he's done. Um, I did not know that he was a Brighton player. Did you know that? Oh, he played in multiple. I mean, he's Coventry, Brighton. Yeah, but yeah, he was a Brighton player. I did not realize that. So half of the fan base will hate him right away. But I like that the biggest thing I've seen about him, championship. He played 45 games. Championship. Next year, he played 46 games. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I know my guy is going to be on the pitch. Which again, availability is your you know availability is your best ability, right? Without that, nothing else matters. We have seen that with Reese James. We have the best right back in terms of the talent in the world, but he can't be on the pitch. So what does it matter? So here's a here's a quick little style of play thing. Um, Gilchrist, quick on the turn, powerful, fast runner with the ball at his feet and a threat in front of the goal. That's hard to do. Gilchrist is a strongly built footballer and uses his strength to secure possession when under pressure. He's also effective in providing his team's defenders with some respite following a clearance. Nice. As a strong and physical forward, he is noted for his pace, stamina, and finishing, as well as his ability to surprise opponents with bursts of technical ability due to his skill manipulating a football, working it in tight areas, and improvising when needed. It literally sounds like one of the strikers I used to coach when uh, he was younger. Uh, I love players like this. Guys that are surprisingly skilled, fast, everything. This is my type of guy. Uh, he's really good, man. He's really good. And he, there's a price tag on him. He will cost $83 million. That is how much he will cost. Victor Oshman will cost probably $60 million more than that. But didn't I'm he have going a release for this clause too. Yeah, yeah, they, 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 uh, well, no, 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 no. Fabrizio Romano said it will be around that. There is no definitive number on the release clause for Osterman. I, I, you know, I, I look at that though. I think Napoli need Osterman to sign a new contract. They have so in yes. them situations. The release clauses ain't too insane because Osterman does want to be. He does not want to be priced out on a release clause, so I don't. I I do think it will probably be around, whether it's 120 million pounds or euros. 
is going to be the question. Um, but I do think it'll be around that area. I don't think it'll be much higher. Um, I mean, I, I've i not seen any of this Victor uh, guy, so I, I can't really comment on how good he is. My worry is, I don't, I, I again, don't want to be go, going on players that are unproven. For this striker option, I want a proven player that, well, at least a, a player that's going to be at least low risk in terms of coming in and doing the job. I, I don't have enough faith that, again, I don't want to be rude, but a player that's played in the Championship in Portugal. Okay, so that if they, so proven you have to be in top five leagues, is that what we're saying? No, but I don't think the Championship is is, is the best judge of character. And how, how long has he been in Portugal for? Well, I, I'm this sorry, year. but this year. hold on a second. E, even Tony... Built his reputation in the championship. Yeah. Yes, but he's also then studied that, backed that up in the Premiership. But but let's let's see what I'll, I want to find out this real quick. I'm going to find out what Ivan Tony's best year when he was not gambling on himself. <laughs> he was betting yeah. on himself. Well, I think he was betting on himself most of the years. So <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, that's going to be hard to find. All right, League One. All right, starting with uh, 2017, League One, eight goals. 2018, League One, 16 goals. 2019, League One, 24 goals. Championship, 2020, COVID season, 31 goals. Premier League, 2021, 12 goals. Premier League, 2022, 20 goals. Premier League, 2023, zero goals. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it, Tony's it, it, best it, it, year was 31 and 10 in the championship. Yeah, he's he's going to be 28 years old. Victor is 25. And and Victor's best year in the championship was 21 and 10. So I mean, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. He could be a good player. It's just Matt. He is too. a good Matt. He is a good player. He's fucking sick, man. I I, I mean I I, I just think. I'm going to defer the people who pay, get paid the money to scout these players and bring the okay. best talent in. So no, if they, if they say this kid is the one. I just don't one, think he needs to be top of our this priority. This dude is a house. He, it's, it's, more, it's not just goals. Again, like I keep going back to this. It is not just about goals and assists. Watch him play. He is he, he's an elite player. Like He's an athlete. He's really good on the ball he's also very fast like these things and, and not like a darwin nunez way who's also decent on the ball and very fast this guy finishes darwin nunez couldn't finish a sentence this guy is like a complete player he's swedish though and, and he's been playing in obscure leagues now he plays in portugal and he's already made a name for himself he has 16 goals already this season like he's balling he's balling I mean, I, I get, I get, I get your point, but it's more than goals. It's the way he plays. That's what I like. My problem is, do I want to spend eighty-three million for someone that's done it for six, just six months in Portugal? I mean, I was already. He's skeptical. not young though. He's not a I young guy. Always, I was already skeptical. Yeah, but I, I, I get that, but I, I, I've seen enough strikers fail at Chelsea, and I just want this to be as the most secure option. I just look at. I, hear you. I look there at the. No I'm not. In life. I'm not Without obviously, I haven't looked at him enough, so I, I can't 
I'm a bit hand tied by I, I can't I don't have the best defence for this in terms of seeing him play enough, but it's not convincing me at the moment. No, and look, and, and he's been the heir apparent to Zlatan in Sweden. He's had 19, you know, appearances for for Sweden since 2019. Like he's just what I'm saying is that he's not so, he's not Evan Ferguson at at, at Brighton. Okay, oh, like, I, he, it's he, not he, that. People this keep guy's saying they want to go for Evan Ferguson. I'm like, no, 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 no. This guy's been around. Uh, this guy's been around. He's he's done some things. It's just you know sometimes opportunities don't come and then now they have and it seems like Chelsea is very interested. I'm very interested in this player more so than Oshman because I think he's more skilled than Oshman and uh, you know the championship or not this is doing it in England is just a different thing. In championship, uh, it's there's some good football in the championship. And it's 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 pretty aggressive, and I actually, I actually like some of the football in the championship, but um, no, I look, I just like this player, I like it. Yeah, I mean to be fair, I don't I don't think we'll I think we're all going to agree with the sell. I don't, I wouldn't sell anyone else at least. Wait, wait, hold on, who's the sell on the list? So Gallagher, Chalobah, uh, Ian Matson, who by the way is wanted Dunn. by Napoli, and I'm then uh, last one is uh, Armando Brozio. Yeah. Yeah. And I would add Levi Colwell to that. We're not doing it. Yeah, but we're not, we're not doing it. It's not happening. <laughs> it's not happening. That probably will never happen, to be honest with you. Probably. You know, if somebody comes in with a stupid bid this summer, they'll, they'll sell him. I don't think so. Everybody uh, has a price on it. Bye buys are Gilkrish and Olise. Then the loans are Andre Santos' new loan. Madueke loaned out to somewhere. Angelo Gabriel, cancellation of the loan. Well, that was my other seller, is Madueke instead of a loan. Yeah. Interesting. I'd, I'd loan Madawaki because I don't think there's any. If you're gonna go, if you're gonna sell and get your money back, I don't think there's any reason How to sell it. How much we pay for Twenty-five. Five. I don't think we're gonna get twenty-five back from now. He he's an English national team player for the under twenty-ones. You can get at least thirty for him tomorrow. We bought we bought him for twenty-eight. You can get thirty for him tomorrow. No, I, I, I think if you really wanted to sell him, I think you can get more in the summer. Yeah. Uh, okay, I, I, that's I. That, but I'm not going to haggle uh, on somebody who doesn't want to be here. He's they're already talking about. He's already talking about leaving. There's reports out there. Get him gone. Say la vie. It didn't work out. Boom, gone. You have Angelo Gabriel, better player in my opinion. You have Kendry Paez behind him, better player than both. Than both, I think Blazers should be better than both Palmer and Angelo Gabriel. Okay, so why do you need this kid? I mean, my my question, my big question in this, obviously, I I mean, matter way, if he gets sold or loaned, it's not too much for a big difference to me. Um, so I'm not going to argue too much on that. Angelo Gabriel loan cancel. I mean, I I would get that if you weren't bringing in Michael Elise. But for me, I don't get it if you're going to bring in Elise and cancel Gabriel's loan. Uh, I still think that Elise would be playing in the in attacking midfield more so. Yeah, but then if you've got Nkuku, Palmer and Elise that can play. I, want, I want two players per position, always. Yeah, but that's three players of that position, technically. Oh, no, 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 good, sir. It's two. Who? It's two. For 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 Cam. 
Yeah. But it, 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 as well, uh, what about Carney it's, it's the point of also if you're considering potentially playing three in midfield. Yeah. There's no cams. So I, I don't want three cams. But all three are going to be pushed out wide. When we've already got Mudrick, then you have Andrew Gabriel on top. I just think there's a bit. I, I I would I I mean I wouldn't be against Elise coming in. We cannot loan out I, Lordy Madueke unless we can, we can't sell them. No, no, bring one back. Yes, no, no, see, I, I, I would I, bring I, Andre Santos back. Because if I you mean, are going to go to a midfield three, you need another midfielder if you get rid of Gallagher. Yeah, I mean I I would lo- probably loan out uh, Leslie as well. Hmm. It, I, I, Again, if, you've got if, then if you've got to take if, another if, player alpha loan. Yeah. If it, if it's a point if it's a point of Andre uh, uh, Andre Andre comes back, I wouldn't mind loaning Ugachuk were out somewhere and Andre being the the backup because I think Andre is a bit more not pedigree but I just think he's better quality midfielder. Um, yeah. Then obviously Andre Gabriel, I just think it's best to keep him where he is at the moment. I mean, I, I, there was these there was these rumours of him not settling in as well, but I think he's played he's played all right coming off the bench, and we it doesn't it doesn't bode well if we can't trust any players to go to Strasbourg. Um, well, also, also the, the elephant in the room is we're going to need a left back in uh, January, and they have been looking at this this kid, uh, the Argentinian kid. What? What? We what mean. What are you but, talking about? Um, we've been planning to buy a left back in January. Chilwell's almost back. Okay, until he gets hurt again. I mean, we're going to play this game? It's it's like Russian roulette. Kukurea uh, won't be back till February, and we've got Levi Caldwell playing left back. Yeah. Yeah, and Chilwell is vice captain, and when he's ready, he'll be back. I, no way, man. We're not. We can't buy just based on injuries. Who are we looking at left we back? Were, we've been planning to move a left back out in January. Yes, yeah, but yeah. I, I, I think that changes since you can't sell Cucurella and Chilwell. I don't. No, it doesn't that. change. If Cucurella isn't going to be back till February, that means he's not going to be back on the pitch until February, which means he's pretty much done for the season. Plus, you don't know when Reese James is going to be back. We don't know till tomorrow if he's going to have surgery. No, but I, 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 get, I get your point, but my point would be that I think if, if, if Chelsea were looking to get a laugh back in, I think there would be one going out. And I don't mean Matson because I think Matson's always been planned to go out. Yeah. So I think if you well, can't move Cucurella on, I don't think you get another left back. Yeah, why? Because exactly. there's too many on the books. Too many on the books. We have three on the books, according to everybody, already on – so I mean, if you Matt, move Matson and you replace him, then you're still three on the I don't even think Matson counts. I think he's gone anyway. And and what does it what does it matter if they cannot play? They're injured if they're on the books. Because we're still paying them. That's what I, I understand that. But if you were going to do it anyway, you do it anyway because the player's not available. Wow. And again, are you how much are you going to hurt the team? How much do you want to push for Europe? I think I'm, the spring, the spring is the spring is four months long. They'll wait. They'll reassess the left back situation in June. There is that is like the, the defense is like the last thing that this team should be focused on. Okay. It's it's a striker. It's it's and it's another creator. I mean that's so they, that's what I'm doing. So you don't think actually having fullbacks on the pitch that would widen the attack? Do I think it'd be nice? Of course. 
Okay, then then why why not? If that's a because way you're not just gonna buy based on injuries. That's a stupid. But they were, they've been scouting left backs to hold bring on. in. No, 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 no. Because then you'll no, 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 no. Hold on. Because then you'll you'll just have the same situation that we had last spring, where we got 40 fucking players and the dressing room's too small to even have players sit down in. No, you're not gonna buy just based I mean, on they're injury. All, they're, arguing, they're arguing that having Matson in the squad is actually technically too big for what Poch wants to do. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. Yeah, there's already too many players. That's why Chalaba. Callagher, I mean, all these guys, we're, we're making space, not to replace space. We're just making space because we need space. Buying based on injury record, it's just a foolish thing to do, and you'll just end up with an inflated wage bill and a crowded dressing room again. All I'm saying is we were planning to do it anyway. I, yes, I don't I, agree I, with you. I don't agree with you. Okay, I mean, well, then why I, were we? I agree that we were probably planning to get a left back in, but I do think that depends on another, an actual one of Chihuahua Cucurella going out. Which neither can do right now. So yeah, that, that's, that's a moot point. That's why I think it will be. I don't think it's off the table. I think it's just on off off the table for January on the back burner. To that's fine. Day. That's fine. I don't I reassess in June. Great, but January, I man, I don't I don't think they're going to address any part of the back line in January. Not 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 outside of Chalaba leaving. Well, I thought he wasn't able to leave in January because he's not fit till February. Well, if they want to buy him, go ahead. Well, the same thing with Kukurea, then. Yeah, if they want to buy him, go ahead. I just don't see. I don't. I haven't seen any links oh, for Kukurea. Okay. Yeah, I, I haven't mean, seen I, any I, links. I, I think Chalaba is a little bit more easier to sell it on, yeah. on, on a. I mean, you've got you've got to command a fairly big fee for Kukurea to get money even back, or not to make a substantial loss. And I think when he's injured, that doesn't help. You lost him for like thirty million, maybe forty. I just haven't seen any links. That's why I don't agree. He's been linked with people. I mean, he before was the season. To... Before the season. Right. Yeah, yeah, things change. Football, four months in football is an eternity. Okay. And I think that main link was Man United, who are yeah. have Sean back now, so I don't think... No, it wasn't Man United. Well, you had Newcastle as well. Newcastle have already got one of our players out on loan yeah. that may or may not be coming back now. Never mind, doesn't matter. It's not it's not gonna happen apparently, so we don't have to worry about it. I don't think it'll happen. Whether it happens or not, it like, show me links and then I'll be more okay. open to the idea. I got some sausage links, they're really good. They're they're finishing uh, Oh boy. That's that <laughs> he's already he said his I think that was three for today, Matt. We need to. Uh, we didn't have one last week, so we need to make take one away from him next weekend. We didn't have one last week, so I, I'm owed another one. Oh so my God! What is I he, got what is two he, from last week? He, he's he's like a Mormon family, <laughs> going to going to Food Depot and and stocking up for the apocalypse. That's that's what Mormon families do. They all go to the to the Food Depot and they buy a hundred thousand cans of tomato soup. For the fucking rapture. I mean, yes, that's what Jared's doing with dad jokes. Well, you got to have plenty of dad jokes oh for the rapture. Oh, my God. He's building a bomb shelter of bullshit. That's what he's doing. <laughs> hey. Oh, my God. Uh, you no, know, no, no more dad jokes. I mean, uh, I mean, there's not much left to talk about, so I don't think there's... I'm not going to challenge Jess to add another jag, dad joke in quickly, but... Uh, Jimmy Dean sausage links. Give me your fucking. I didn't say anything about Jimmy Dean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were thinking oh. it though. 
anyway, let's move on for the final bit before we go. Um, Newcastle on Tuesday. Mm. I'm not going to ask prediction because I know someone on this panel hates predictions. Um, I'm just going to ask, do you think we win? I don't know. If I knew, I'd I'd lay a really big bet. We better. (laughs) How about that? We better win. Here's a better question. Is Nkunku going to see the field? He better. <laughs> he better. Yeah, I, there's no excuse for him not to play because this is a must-win must, must win game. Yeah, it is. Because, again, you could have a crap season, nick one of these cups, then you're in Europe. Yeah. Is that, so, so what, what is the – I don't even know all the rules. What, if you win either the Carabao Cup or the FA Cup, what are the results of that? Okay, the FA Cup – I know this for a hundred percent fact gives you your uh, Europa. Europa. Yeah, that's why Arsenal okay. kept getting into Europa with right. like eighth place finishes. Right. Yeah, I, gotcha. I am not a hundred percent certain that the uh, that the Carabao Cup gives you conference league. I, I have read both. League, but I, I do I do believe it is qualification rounds. So I don't think you go in. Okay, so you get into the playoffs to get into. Which, to be fair, we should be. We should well, be. Okay, winning. so, all right, so our, here we go. Hey, hey, hey. About the Carabao Cup, the competition culminates in the final at Wembley Stadium. The winner, the winner qualifying for the subsequent league's Europa League. Subsequent season's Europa League. Hmm. That's the oh, Carabao Cup? Or the, or the maybe it's conference what, league. Uh, EFL.com. Again, I don't know all the rules. I don't even know all the rules of, of, of the sport. I, mean, I, I don't care as long as we're in Europe. That's all that matters. So, right. That's, so what I'm saying is, yeah, you need to go out and treat these cups like, you know, like it's, it's for, do or die. You can't sit there and say, we're going to have a crap season in the league and crap on the cups as well. You can't do that. I mean, fine. If you're If you're fighting for... Uh, an elite European trophy and the league trophy, then fine, maybe crap away the cups, but we're oh, not doing those. Okay. Though. Winners also qualified now. I believe it's conference league. Yeah, it's conference league. Okay. FA Cup the FA Cup is Europa. The Carabao is conference. Which we haven't won. So we could if we win it, we could we could get the, the European trifecta be the first one. Okay. Yeah. Just Silver linings. <laughs> I didn't know we were West Ham. Oh man. I, I, I love I love having pointless records. Hey, everything is pointless when you get down to it, right? That is true. Are we always especially, destined to win? Especially especially you know? especially coaching matches. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh man, that that. That one badge took eight years to get. Uh, okay, so, all right, so this is per ESPN. Okay, May 28, 2023. Okay, 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 okay. Winners of the Carabao Cup qualify for a conference league. Okay, I'm glad I know that now because I didn't before. So that makes <laughs> this game even more important um, against Newcastle. Sure. Um, sure. Before we go, I'll start with you, Carlito. Any final takes from you? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, enough of this rest nonsense. Don't say a player needs to be rested if you want him to be benched. Okay? Oh, Enzo. Enzo needs to rest, you know. He needs to rest. Even though we didn't play for a week. No. 
have the balls to say if you don't want Enzo to play and that he deserves to be benched for poor performances, then just say he deserves to be benched for poor performances. It's as simple as that. All right? Don't piss on my shoes and say it's raining. All right? No need to be coy. No need to be subtle about something or, you know, try to work around. Just just say say how you feel. All right? No, no one's going to... No one's going to fight you for it. It's Twitter, bro. Who cares? Um, as the other thing, yeah, I mean, Jackson's goals, he scored a good amount of goals. Uh, if he was a PK taker for Chelsea, he would be second in goals in the Premier League. Uh, it's an interesting, interesting little fact. Second in goals behind Holland, who also takes the PKs for Man City. Just uh, something to think about. I don't think Jackson should be the starting striker for this team, but... I do think that he is a really good backup as opposed to Broja, who I, I'm i just becoming less and less enthralled with. So, yeah, Jackson, he does score goals. If he had our PKs, he'd be second in the league. Uh, but I don't think that he's good enough to be the starting striker for Chelsea, but he is definitely good enough to play for Chelsea. That's my final thought. Jesters, any final thoughts from you? Yeah, winning is good. But you need to string them bitches together. You know, it's like one good night partying is good. Three good nights partying in a row is even better. Or you can live your life like uh, Carlito and myself in our younger years and, and go 10 years straight. Yeah. Just it's winning every night. It's a fact, Jack. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, don't there get allergic to it. There was a time. So, yeah. Um, we just need to go out and start piling on the wins. Enough Absolutely. excuses, enough about this or that. The talent is there. We can't – and I, I guess I'll finish on this. The, the calls for the owners, blaming the owners, for what? Putting money into the squad, which is all the owners are supposed to do. You don't want the owners involved in decision-making. They've hired the people that are widely regarded in the industry as some of the best. Okay, they're making the decisions. They they uh, hired one of the top coaches that were available. He's coaching it. They brought in the players that you were all head over heels in love with over the summertime. But now all of a sudden it's the owner's fault. Okay, fine. I mean, it's one thing to blame a manager who is part of the problem, right? If a, a team is winning or losing. He's part of the team. The owners aren't even part of the team. All they do is own the club. And their job is to provide the money that the club needs to function. Well, they've done that in spades. Okay? So how about you calm down, lay off the minerals, because too many minerals clouds the mine, and just... Focus your attention where it needs to be on the players. Or, or, or And the, by the way, if you're at the game, how about making some freaking noise so there's not a feel of a, a stadium full of freaking dead people? How about that? How about get behind your team? Like you said, your proper chels, freaking cheer for your team, whether they're doing good or bad. Because I watched a game today with Liverpool and Man United, and it sucked. Guess what? I heard those fans from minute one to minute 90. How about that? 
novel concept. <laughs> Let's be very clear, people, to everybody listening. Jared is poach out. Just, just, just be very clear. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, not, 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 not only jesters. We'll make it, we'll make it even more clear. Only jesters is po- poach out. Um, poach all the way at the moment. Um, last pe- last person people should be blaming at the moment. Uh, but it is what it is. Uh, Thank you, Matthew. And by the way, everybody that's poach out, I've written down your names. Lewis, Andrew, Eunice talks football and bullshit. Chesters, y'all are poach out. When we turn this around, you cannot come back. Don't forget Dubois as well. Dubois, oh, Dubois. How can I forget? Yeah, 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 that jabron. I did not know you were a gatekeeper. Oh, then you thought wrong. Well, that's all right. I- oh, 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 Minerals. Minerals is also a poach out. There you go. No, he, oh, he's, yeah. he, he's owners out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll put Minerals out. He, he jumped the shark. Yeah, yeah. So just saying, y'all can't come back into the into the bandwagon when we turn this around. You'll uh, You'll have to be the guy that was uninvited from the party. So he's just like looking in at the window, being like, I want to party with you. And I'll be like, I won't allow you to. Well, okay. Unlike my esteemed colleague, I reserve the right to change my opinion based on based on new data. This is not an opinion. Sure this is. is more than an opinion. No, no, no. Every single time you guys do this, you're asking for a paradigm shift in the club's direction. Okay, it's not just an opinion. This is a sure lot is. more. And in order for you to say something like this, you better be really fucking sure because it's a huge, huge turnaround to have a new manager, new assistants, new regime, new ideas. Okay, this is not just, oh, I don't like this player. We should sell it. No, dude, you're talking about something completely different. You're talking about the springtime being nothing more than an interregnum between an old managerial system and a new one that we'll get in June. No, no. You said that you wanted to fire this fucking manager in November. That's insane. Because, again, the rest of the year will simply be an interregnum. And I'm not interested in that. I'm not. Okay. Well, that's you. Yes. And I speak for the trees. I'm the Lorax. <laughs> okay. Well, I, be, I speak for the chainsaw. <laughs> oh, good Lord. <laughs> Right, I mean, I'm, I'm going to leave it there because I, I think <laughs> that, that is enough. That is enough one day. Uh, an hour and 36 minutes have been going. I'm sure the viewers have got much more better things to be doing. Uh, probably not, but. Probably uh, not. I'll let some of you guys get back to work. Um, yeah. You do. Uh, right. Thank you guys for listening to this wonderful pod. Uh, make sure you check us out, of course, on Spotify, Apple Podcast. Check out Twitter page. Give it a follow. I think it's 25K. Yell it's 30. Uh, to hear Carlito either if you want to hear Carlito speak sense which is about 10% of the time yeah. or 90% bullshit uh, whatever you it, prefer to I'll give to. you I'll give them my 10% <laughs> 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 but, anyway, follow us on all platforms we'll see you sometime <laughs> around Christmas Carlito are you going to do one of your special 20 minute episodes in the middle ah yes 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 i think i will you might see us before christmas or at least hear carlito speak carlito's corner which i I don't know whether that's just punishment or 
or whatever. Um, but we'll wait and see. Uh, unfortunately, at least here we get to tell Carlito no and talk back. <laughs> Whereas an uninterrupted Carlito, I, I don't think I'm prepared for that. But yeah. if you guys want to listen to that, great. Um, anyway, follow us on the pod. Follow us on Twitter. This is Matt. This is Jester's Carlito. We're out. Uh, see ya. I speak for the trees! <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha!